want it to get too heavy and feel really overloaded. No, that's um, rock and roll. No, that's not. No, you're well. You keep singing the ocean. That's the ocean. Yeah. Okay. Oh wait, I, no, you're thinking of Black Dog. No, I was thinking of Heart. How's Heartbreaker go? Um. Oh wait, no. It's like hey, hey mom. No, it's unique Kool-Aid. No, that's a whole lot of love. Fuck. How's Heartbreaker go? Like, hey, mom, I want to fuck my mom. That one is Black Dog. <laughs> that's from... That's not Heartbreaker? That's on the album. Hey, hey, There's mom, no title for the fuck album. My mom. That's the name of the album? Yeah. Hey, hey, mom, I'm going to fuck you after school. That's how it goes. It's pretty cool that we started off talking about classic. We have we haven't even entertained the notion. Maybe we should just do a classic rock podcast. No, that sounds awful. <laughs> I'd hate that. Well, that'd be part of the angle. Yeah, that'd be pretty. Cool. We need one episode. We truly just hate what we do in ourselves, and but we also make uh, somehow the era of stupid podcast money has started again. So has it? We're. No, no, I'm just hypothetically. Okay. So, like, um, some guys in their 20s making an, a classic rock podcast is suddenly, like, so in demand that no one knows what to do. We were ahead of the curve in that way. Talking about albums that are, like, 60 years old at that, this there's point. There's nothing new to talk about. Yeah. Other than just say, like, they did knew. you know when the Beatles recorded this album, they thought that they were... Influenced by Noodle on the mic Beach Boys <laughs> But Beach Boys Were influenced by Beach Boys Yeah Yo, Is this our first episode recording in front of a live audience? Yeah it is I think No There's an episode at uh, We did at um, Coachella Oh, you Electric you're Music eight. Electric Forest are you going to South by? Yeah. I'm going to Electric Forest. I'm going to be playing at South by, um, but it's kind of like loosely connected. It's in Arizona. You know what really kills at Electric Forest? Uh, I don't know. Fentanyl. Yeah, probably. Yeah. No, I was going to say a true crime podcast, but I actually fentanyl as but well. But you're probably actually right. That's <laughs> yeah. the scary part, you know? That's what's going to kill this podcast. Yeah. It's only a matter of time. Right, Noodle? Noodle's going to start, uh, I don't know, he's going to start pushing. Pushing weight, yeah. Mm -hmm. So anyway, uh, do we have, oh shit, I didn't collect any rock news for this week. You can get that out of the way. I mean, next week is the Oscars. It's probably we're probably gonna spend a little chunk of time talking is about it that. next week. Yeah, it's next Sunday. So nominations are uh, we could go through the nominations. I'll probably say I haven't seen it to all of them. We will, but let's get some rock news going, cooking okay. real quick. That's what the people listen to this for. That's the rock news theme song. I 
Let's see. Why Waters re-recorded Darkseid? I like the use of how they abbreviated everything in that yeah. title. Waters. Why he re-recorded oh, you know, Darkseid, the DC villain. Oh, shit. Gary Rossington died? Who's that? I'm going to fucking end it. No, that's a guitarist for Leonard Skinner. Damn. Leonard. How the Edge stops himself from quitting you, too. <laughs> I have a theory. Probably boatloads Prob- of, yeah, of money. Yeah, probably trucks load of money that keep falling up. Bassist Michael Rhodes, dead at 69. Who's Michael Rhodes? 69. That's a sick age to go out on. Doesn't matter. He's probably on his de- was on his deathbed and he's like, Michael, oh. we're here for you. He's like, how old am I? <laughs> 69. Nice. And then he just... Sees, he's, you know, wanders off into the light. Or maybe it's like his 69th birthday party and he's like, he does like a Bilbo Baggins style thing, you know, like how in Lord of the Rings Bilbo puts on his ring at his birthday party, except he just shotgun blasts himself in the face. He's like, hey guys, guess what age I am? What's <sighs> the age again? 69, that's nice. He's like, I thought it'd be good to uh, die at the funniest age. Bowie died at 69, right? Did he? I think so. I mean, he was a, he was always he was a funny guy. So he I was a pretty I, funny I, dude, I see yeah. I see the idea there. <laughs> the concept that he was going the, <laughs> the the bit he was working on. Yeah. The premise was strong. Yeah, the whole concept of Black Star was really built on the <laughs> fact that he was going to die at age 69. Look up here. I'm 69. <laughs> Let's see. I think that's about enough classic rock news. Led Zeppelin solo albums ranked worst to best. Yeah, let's go through that real quick. <laughs> I've got some opinions. I don't even know. I don't even know. Is them them crooked vultures counts apparently? Does it say how many? Oh, there's 27 of these. Forget that. Forget them crooked that. vultures have 17 albums. No, 20. There are 27 Led Zeppelin solo albums. Oh, Led Zeppelin solo albums. I've never even seen any of this album art. This is insane. Let me see. Death Wish 2? Jimmy Page wrote the music for Death Wish 2? Look at this one. That's John Paul Jones. That's pretty bad. It's, uh, really it appears to be John Paul Jones running someone over who's so happy to be killed by a rock star. That's hey. what that album cover looks like. Right? Oh, you, right? My balls. Noodle, don't do that. That's what John Paul Jones said. <laughs> yeah, that's what John Paul Jones said when um John Bonham died. I don't know. Yeah. The thund oh god, look at this thing. The Thunder Thief. Damn. That sucks. That does. <laughs> I, it's the like picture a crow. is fine, but the font is ass. The font is horrible. <laughs> it looks like some uh looks like a Spike Jones film from twenty eleven. Yeah. It's like a crow with a top hat, and he's holding like a white stick, and he's seen only in silhouette. Mean bit. See, I didn't intend to actually look at all this stuff, but I'm entranced by this album artwork. Well, we oh. can't really do. This doesn't really translate to audio. Everyone loves the Robert Plant, Alison Krauss album. Do they? I think they do. I do. 
Don't you? No. All right. And this ugly is Ogo album art, which is ranked number one. Really, any Robert Plant's album art's horrible. 2005. All right. So now we're getting out of the weeds of rock news. <sighs> More rock news. We got listening s- to every Prince album. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we're not we're we're dipping back into rock news. Or? That's kind of all I got to say. Oh, okay. That's cool. Sign of the Times is a very good album. Nice. Get to what's the one with Kiss on it? That's Parade. That was before Sign of the Times. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, I just listened to the Batman soundtrack on my way back from work. But I think my favorite's 1999. Either that or Sign of the Times. That was a Harry Styles song. Is that a Harry Styles song? Sign of the Sign of the Time by Prince, yeah. Sign of the Time by Prince and the Revolution. It's not by the Re- Revolution. Had nothing to do with that. Oh no, that was his first album away from the Revolution. He joined the Counter Resistance. Yeah, he kind of. Yeah, it's Prince and the Contras. <laughs> <laughs> Is that when he? What was the era when he was formerly known as Prince? Uh, early '90s. I think it was the Love the Love Symbol album, maybe. Okay. I'm not sure. Or maybe it was the mid '90s. I sure don't. Know. I feel like all his albums said Prince, though. Yeah, or they had just the symbol at least. Yeah, that was supposed to be his name, I think. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten into that stuff yet. I've listened to like one album from the '90s. It was pretty good. I'm excited to get more into which, it. Which else? Never mind. But Nirvana. Yeah, that's Prince. Well, you just said Can't you listened to one album from the 90s, so I don't know oh, which one. Oh, the only were. album from there's, the 90s there's a lot of albums from I've there. ever heard was uh, a Jerky Boys Volume 3. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. It's that and um, Dude Ranch are the only albums I've ever heard, ever. Nice. Yeah, I've only listened to Buddha. Buddha. Anyway, Rock News is over, officially. Yeah. Now we're talking about Tom Sizemore. R.I.P. To at age sixty-one. A very good guy. You know why he's dead, right? No. He was gonna blow the whistle. Okay. Yeah. I'm what? Well, I guess we don't know. No, I know. Okay. I got the cue drops. But you <laughs> okay? He was gonna blow the whistle on Don Lemon's. Um. What's the real reason they're letting him go? Is because Tom Sizemore. The real reason they're letting him go from CNN. It's because they knew the dog was on his scent. Yeah. Tom Sizemore. Tommy. Tommy. Yeah, he was going to bust, uh, you know, Don Lemon's been uh, lying smuggling about illegal. Lying all these years. Yeah, that too. But it's actually his Don real name Lime. is Dong Lemon. And, uh, Don, oh, okay. I thought it was Lime. Don he's been smuggling up. illegal child pornography, a.k.a. child pornography, in from Venezuela. He's got thousands of copies of Houses of the Holy by Led Zeppelin. Yeah, he's got a, a on million a boat terabytes. Floating in the middle of the ocean. He's got a million terabytes. He's been smuggling in from Stockholm. He has recordings of Led Zeppelin <laughs> telling stories about all the groupies they used to. Yeah, seven bed year olds. And kidnap and. Yeah. Really and sick scare. stuff. Yeah, they used to like put on like Ooga Booga Booga masks like from a Courage Cowardly Dog to scare them. Uh, they were always saying shit like he's also gonna blow the whistle on how Joe Biden has been smuggling in illegal penis pumps from over the Canadian border. Yeah, well, let's not get silly. And uh, 
Well, no, that's not silly. That's Q's been telling me. Let's call, get back to the serious stuff. The yeah, he's got. Trill- but nevertheless, a true American hero is dead. And I know what people are thinking. Isn't Tom Sizemore a pedophile himself? Well, much like you know our dear leader, uh, the true president, and how he's wrapped up into uh, the Epstein stuff. Tom Sizemore is just wrapped up in the, uh, you know, his whole thing. Yeah. I think he had an aneurysm. That's what they want you to think. Okay. Because he was so stressed out about all these whistles he had to blow. I hope, it, I hope Dylan's doing okay. We know that he had a family connection. Right? What was his relation? I don't. I didn't remember this. At I thought all. his cousin was married to Tom Sizemore or something. Is Tom Sizemore from Michigan? Wait, no, I don't think. Yeah, he is from Michigan. Um, maybe he. Oh, maybe he was. I don't think they were married. We talked about this on the show on the old show. Yeah. Would have been good a topic for a uh, movie facts. But anyway, um, we're going to get to the bottom of what actually happened with Tom Sizemore one day. Yeah. But until then. Guys like that just don't die of aneurysms. Uh, Let's see. What else do I got here? Dan's list. I don't know why I wrote Dan's list. Because I'm actually reading Dan's list right now. And I wrote the title of the list in the list. What kind of dumb shit is that? You're a kind of guy? Oscar's bait. I wrote that. That doesn't really make sense. Oh, maybe that's like, what if you like, um, you're beating your shit uh, to the Oscars, Oscars bait. That's what that is. It could be a thing. Hopefully, someone does the thing. I only the do. BAFTAs. I only do. Yeah, you're right. I can't wait for Angela Bassett to finally do the thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe the Oscars bait challenge is you have to beat it to every single Oscar Best Picture nominee. And unfortunately, The Whale is not even nominated, so that's going to be really freaking hard. Yeah, go through the nominations. I don't know. No? I know. All right. Um, I got a few off the dome while I'm looking up the list. You got The Fablemans. We saw that. What's that, up for Best Picture? That's right. Well... What else is up? You got Top Gun Maverick. Didn't see it. That's crazy. That's. Does it deserve to be nominated for Best Picture? No. But it's the, it's like wow they're doing popular movies. Like, I don't if the like movie's that. popular, no. then it's nominated. No. That's no. why Black no. Panther. No, no, no. no. <laughs> The Oscar nominations yeah, you know, should hush- be not popular movies. I'll hush up about Black Panther, but yeah, that's kind of why that was nominated. I know. Look, they shouldn't be. No, it should stay movies like Terms of Endearment. They should be like the least. They should be like the t- Crying Game, Ticket to Paradise. Yeah, it should be I Am Sam. Whatever the new Dinesh D'Souza movie was. Yeah, or uh, just movies only like a thousand people saw. The English Patient. I like keeping certain traditions of regular people being like, who fucking saw that movie? 
Yeah, I do kind of like that. Why can't we keep it that way? Why are we given? Because it's something to talk about every year. Who That's saw true. that movie? That's so true. And then they'll see it and be like, it wasn't even that good. Right. Creating heated debates forever between pencil neck geeks and uh, frequent uh, sports radio show callers. Yep. The constant culture war. The true culture war. Mm-hmm. So anyway, a uh, woman talking. Yeah, that's... Uh, that's a prime example of who saw that shit. Keep it up, Oscars. Woman talking. What is that? What a concept. Everything ever all at once. No, seriously, what is women talking? I've never heard this. <laughs> I, I saw a trailer for it once. Um, Francis McDormand is in it. I think Claire Foy directed it. And it's about, like, Amish women, I think. It just looks like a really sad movie that takes place on a farm and everyone's What's wearing the last good like, movie, Francis McDormand? Really blousy clothes. Uh, probably Fargo. <laughs> like 30 years ago. <laughs> probably her home movies when she was a fucking child. Look, I don't hate Frances McDormand, but ever since I saw her 2018 Oscar acceptance speech when she had a conniption fit, <laughs> I've really not enjoyed any sighting yeah. of her. She had like kind of an Adele Dazeem moment. Who? When? Oh, come Adina on. Adina Menzel? Yeah. Controvolts over here. Yep. Adina <laughs> No, he said Adele Dazim. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> um, oh, she was in Madagascar 3. There we go. Francis, yeah, that was her finest work. Transformers Dark Noah of the B. Moon. Awesome movie title, by the way. Oh, yeah, Dark of the, Dark of the Moon. That's a sweet riff. Speaking of rock news. Bark of the Moon. Uh, yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> oh, she was an Almost Famous. That was a good movie. Look, I'm not saying she's never done it. It was also work, 23 years ago. But No Man's Land? Yeah, right. Yeah. Big Bird Gets Lost. Now that had to be her finest hour. Johnny Skidmarks? What the <laughs> fuck is that? <laughs> oh, you got Peter Gallagher in there. You got John Lithgow. Anyway, that's enough of that. Um, moving on. I have a clear idea of what Women Talking is as a movie. and uh, It's a frightening thought. It's, it's a terrifying. <laughs> That's scarier than any horror movie uh, R.L. Stein could think of. Yeah, Megan, nice try. Woman Talking, I'm going to cry. I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> Each word more meaningless than the last. <laughs> Everything ever all at once. I like that more than Fableman's. Personally, my favorite of the year. Uh, I don't know if it's my favorite. Y'all can of the call year. me like epic and random and whatever. It's a good movie. I don't know what else to say. It was at pretty good. Point. The Banshees of Sharon. Haven't watched it yet, but I have it saved on HBO Max. I liked that one. Triangle of Sadness. We have that saved on Hulu. Overrated. We'll see. Oof. Won't we? Yeah, yeah but Dabba. We'll yeah, but Dabba. Juby Yum Yum Scooby Doo. The Fablemans. I already said that, but it's on this list now. <laughs> I liked it. 
That's the only one. I don't I, think it's the best. It's the only one I've watched twice, and I liked it just as much the second time. So, I was surprised. I didn't think I would. All Quiet on the Western Front. Have not watched it. It's yet. on Netflix. I'll get to it. I feel like that's. I remember when we went and saw 1917. Yeah. That was kind of funny. Oh, we walked in. Was that when we walked into the Bad Boys for Bad Life? Bad Boys for Life. Yeah. I think you thought it was just a trailer. You told me it was just a trailer. I, I but thought it's very it was clearly them talking about the plot <laughs> of the movie. Uh, yeah, it was the type of scene that would not be in the trailer. <laughs> yeah. Just like, oh, this looks like the trailer. <laughs> um, it's them breaking down how like how they're gonna take down the bad guy or something. Yeah. Anyway, I feel like that's the type of movie that All Quiet on the Western Front is. I'll probably watch it. Yeah, if it's a World War, I th- I like World War One movies. Yeah, they're all right. They're kind of like. They're usually just, like, fucking miserable. Yeah. There, there's not really any Which, emotional core to it. It's just, like, fuck, war is, mayhem. War is so bad. Yeah. Like, his oinks. Not I that, hate war, Scoob. Not even really, like, that, like, earnestly. It's, I don't know. They're, uh... I kind of like it in contrast to the typical World War II movie that's, like... They were heroes that day. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, sure, they, 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 like, yeah, like, World War II was a pretty justifiable war. Mm-hmm. I think, like, uh, you know, the ruling might still be out on that, but, uh, yeah. You know, personally, it's my opinion, uh, yeah, the Nazis were bad. That's just my opinion, though. Sure. Uh, you know, don't quote me on that, but, uh, but I like World War One movies because, for one, trench warfare is very sexy on film. That's true. It makes for interesting framing. You get yeah. that, like... You get, like, bodies oh, stuck You kind of the, get the... They're um, using bodies to, to fill in holes in the wall. Sure, but when you're walking through the trenches, you kind of get, like, the iPhone vertical video effect. Yeah. Where it's, like, dirt, dirt, and then, like, the narrow center, you got, uh, you got where all the, the people are walking... Back and forth, you know yeah, what I mean. Like, there's that scene in uh, Paths of Glory where they're walking. Through, it's like I think it's like the first, in, the first instance you see of trenches. Mm-hmm. That scene is great. It just looks so good. Yeah, and it's so it's like a long take too. And it's like from the iPhone. What the? F- yeah, it was filmed on an iPhone. Is that all the nominations? No. Fuck no, dude. Yeah, there's 16 nominations these days. Avatar: The Way of Water. Yeah, I missed that in theaters. Is it going to be worth watching it on DVD or something? I mean, you can. I I have no idea what that would be like. It would was the, the be pretty s- different, I imagine. Was the cinematic experience that good? I mean, it was cool. Um, I didn't love. I mean, honestly, I just thought it was like a decent movie. I didn't think it was like that great or anything. Uh, everyone's kind of been sucking that movie off, and it's like. I don't know, I missed it, and I feel like I should have saw it, but it's yeah. also three and a half hours. I personally don't feel like you're missing out by having not seen it. I'll say that. Like, if I hadn't seen it, I don't think I would be too worried about it, but I'm, like, also glad I saw it. I don't know, everyone's like, I'm not trying so to give you mixed messages. And it's like, is it? I don't know. Who? Everybody. The whole world. It is. Yeah, kind of a lot of people are like that. Uh, anyway, Elvis. Yeah, I missed that. I don't really care that I missed it. I kind of, I didn't mind Elvis. I didn't love it or anything. 
There's just a lot of weird stuff in that movie. Tom Hanks acting the weirdest I've ever seen anyone act. Yeah, I heard he's pretty funny in that movie. He is kind of funny. Austin Butler doing a pretty good job as Elvis, to be honest. But it's just such a, you know, it's Baz Luhrmann. Yeah. If you've seen one of those Spaz. movies, that's what it's like. If you Spaz haven't, Lerman. then um, I would say none of his movies are really that good, but I think I might be in the minority here. Yeah, I've never seeked one out. Moulin Rouge. Honestly, Elvis is probably the, my favorite of the ones I've seen. I've seen Moulin Rouge and I've seen Romeo plus Juliet. Yeah, I kind of did like that movie. And you did or not? Did, did not. Yeah. I remember yeah. that, like, learning about it in high school, and they showed us that, and it's like, why the fuck is this the version we're watching? You know? Right. I mean, it's probably better than, I'd say it's maybe more watchable for a teenager than, like, the older one. I guess. Anyway, okay, that, just talking about Romeo and Juliet really rushed to a screeching halt. Moving on. To tar, I kind of want to see it. Yeah, I wouldn't just. I wouldn't tell anyone not to watch it. Um, I probably thought it was about as good as Elvis. That's probably a, weird, a sicko opinion to have, but I think I enjoyed them about the same. And it, that one was really overrated. Elvis, I don't even think was overrated. I don't think P. I don't think that many people really praised Elvis so I'm just surprised to see it nominated for best picture to be honest yeah slow year I guess for Oscar bait movies didn't he want that movie in theaters sell Christmas yeah did he maybe yeah I know Tom Cruise wanted Top Gun Maverick to be in theaters for like forever yeah indefinitely basically (laughs) yeah That's one maybe I missed out on a little bit by not seeing it in the theater. But Top Gun Maverick. But do you might really care about Top Gun? No. Hell no. Exactly. How much are you going to care about the sequel? Probably not. The much. legacy sequel. One an Oscar movie that I'm surprised was not nominated for Best Picture was She Said. I haven't watched it yet. I actually yeah. have the Blu-ray coming in at the library. And um, I'm ready for it. I'm gonna watch. I love. I I don't like these kind of movies, but I'll watch them. Like what kind of movies? Like slow, bland, journalistic. Oh yeah. Movies. Movies about the damn news. I'd rather uh, take fentanyl at Electric Forest. <laughs> I'm on record. Uh, all the presidents, men, hot garbage. Dog I've shit. Seen, I've seen that movie like four times, and I love it more every time. So. I think it's the worst of those three movies. The worst of... The Paranoia Trilogy. Tar. Tar. She Said. Avatar 2 and All the the President's (laughs) Men. Yeah, I'm trying to imagine. What would the 4DX experience be for All the President's Men? I don't know. I I actually don't hate that movie. I should probably rewatch it, but I just felt very underwhelmed when I saw it. Well, what would the 4D experience be? Uh, what what kind of smells? What kind of like feelings would be pumped into the into the probably the, stale cigarette the box. smell? Definitely. Oh yeah, that's definitely what that newsroom smells like. And brown liquor. Oh yeah, 
uh, B.O. as well. I imagine people had a lot of B.O. in the 1970s. Definitely. It's probably the stinkiest decade. Mm-hmm. Uh, it I is mean, funny to imagine, like, movie stars of the 70s, like people like Robert Redford just smelling like onions. <laughs> just smelling horrible. Oh, you know what he did. Yeah. Barbara Streisand smells like cheese. Oh, that's for sure. You like fish. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it um, smells like crawfish. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, she's always like... She refuses to do a scene. David Bowie definitely smelled like, at one point in his life, milk that's gone bad. <laughs> um, so that's all the Best Picture nominees. What were we talking yeah, okay. We we did the, we did cover the 4D experience of that movie. What I kind of want to win and this is maybe like a nerd thing to say be like I want this to win best picture. Um probably everything ever all at once would be cool. That would be cool. That's and if uh you have FanDuel. Yep. Go ahead and place <laughs> that hotline. Now, what would all be right. the what what do what would be what is probably going to win? Oh, I feel like it's going to be Fablemans. That or, feels ooh, like... Or it could be Tar. I got to check the stats on this. Yeah. Uh, Fablemans has been uh, getting 25 points a night on <laughs> 64% shooting. Uh, okay. But there's like... Everywhere, everywhere, all at once averages about 12 assists a game. You know, it could end up going to Elvis. Yeah. Because people... I feel like it's been crowd-pleasing movies have been the last handful. Yeah. Yeah, Elvis has those intangibles that don't show up in the box score. Yeah, it's got the sauce. It's got a little yeah. sauce going on. What it's about... Def- it, it, really, it really has, like, a strong defensive game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now let's talk about Best Actor. Okay, yeah, this is good. You got Brendan Fraser. Okay, there's the a five-tool player right there. <laughs> Austin Butler is Elvis. Colin... More of a finesse guy. He's kind of more of a job Morant type. Mm-hmm. Colin Farrell. Now, there's a good... There's a strong veteran right there. That's a... You know, he might not be Duncan anymore like he used to. You know what would be funny? He, he's still good from deep. Instead of showing the clip of him um, uh, from Banshees of Inisherin acting, it's uh, the uh, it just cuts to some prankster cuts in his sex tape <laughs> and being like, "Oh, you're so fucking beautiful." Does he do that? Yeah, he also has a shaved head. <clears throat> That's pretty cool. Uh, Bill Nighy for Best Actor. Who's I- that, Bill Nye? Definitely not. He's a British guy. Fun fact about Bill Nighy, his like he has like nerve damage in his hand, so like his pinky finger and his ring finger are always like this. That's pretty cool. I don't know if it's in both of his hands, but, but that's probably, you know, on the court that's gonna hold him back when it gets <laughs> Yeah, probably. Bowling though. He can't shoot like that. No, especially bowling. He's he can't bowl no. for shit. He can't that's uh that sounds awful. He's got like E. T. hands kind of. Um, I like that guy personally. I think he's like a good actor, um, good British bloke. But 
Probably not going to go to him. Paul Mescal. You know, when you said, when you did, we were talking about bowling, I kind of forgot how to put the fingers in the bowl for a second. I did too. That's why I was like, <laughs> oh, he'd be fine bowling. Actually, wait, no, he wouldn't. Um, what's in Paul Mescal in? After Sun? Is that what he's in? That's After Sun. There's so many Oscar movies. I've Come here, come here, or whatever it's called. Oh, I never he's, saw that. he's dating Phoebe Bridgers. Interesting. Oh, the acoustic lady. No, it's Julian Baker. I thought Phoebe Bridgers was also... Maybe she, I don't know. I've never listened to her music, if I'm being totally honest. I'm thinking of Luke, Lucy Dacus. I almost said Luca Dacus. Oh, Luca Doncic? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that acoustic... Uh, yeah, Boy Genius is uh, Julian Baker. Luca uh, Doncic, Yanta Santanacupo, <laughs> and Phoebe Bridges. Yep. <laughs> Um. So yeah, I know that guy's nominated. I don't know shit about his him or his performance. Boom, best actor. Wait, so who's gonna win? Brendan Fraser. Probably Brendan Fraser. Um, who do I want to win? Yeah, why not Brendan Fraser? I don't care. I haven't even seen the whale. I don't give I a shit. I haven't seen it either. I missed it on the big screen. I like the, I like the memes coming out of the whale. So, I'm rooting for the whale a little bit. Is there an Avatar? There's an Avatar three coming out, right? I think H twenty four should make T shirts of one the promo image of him, just like, like the poster, you know. Yeah. Or maybe the one of him crying and pointing. Hmm. Hey, really? There's a three coming out, right? Eventually, yeah. I think in a couple of years or something. Well, I saw one in theaters, so I missed two in theaters, so I'll see three in theaters, and I'll miss four in theaters. Okay. I think that's how it's going to go. Yeah, I saw a bad idea. Noodle, you're inhibiting my ability to podcast right now. All right, best actress. Do we care about this category? <laughs> <laughs> no. Open a shut case. <laughs> what is this? Look. We don't talk about the WNBA in this, so what? <laughs> Let's give it to Dua Lipa. Now, um, Andrea Riseborough. Okay, people were popping off about her because she did her own. She did the thing. She did the thing. She did her own like rogue Oscar campaign and got nominated. She's in some movie called Two Leslie. I don't know shit about it. I don't even really know who she is. I'm trying to remember. Michelle Williams for Best Actress. For the Fablemans. Nah, 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 nah. She acts real quirky. She's kind of a manic pixie dream girl in that movie. Yeah, and that's why I'm rooting against her. Kate Blanchett from Tar. I haven't seen that movie. Just the bone driest performance I've seen in a long time. But I do like Kate Blanchett. Ana de Armas from Blonde. I haven't seen that yet, but I do want to watch it. I like it. Uh, Michelle Yeoh. Okay, that's... Everything ever all wants. So my two favorites to win this, you know, they've been snapping necks and cracking checks. You know what I meant to say. Uh, <laughs> uh, definitely Michelle Yeoh. Yeah, I think she's Kate probably... Blanchett. She's got this on lock. She's um, got the sauce. She's got the assist numbers. She's got the points. That's who I want to win. Kate Blanchett might win. I'd say it's 50-50 between those two. Secretly, I want Ana de Armas to win. 
Yeah, that'd be a yeah. That's a that's a dark horse candidate for sure. Yeah. I guess I don't know. I haven't seen that movie. So go on FanDuel. Yeah. Again, place uh, your bets. Bet MGM Casino. Tell Jamie Foxx we sent you. <laughs> Why? <laughs> he does those ads. Okay. Now, best animated feature. I haven't seen any of these except for. Oh no, I saw two of these. Never mind. I no, I saw three. Okay, never mind. I saw I saw most of these actually. Okay, have you seen any of these? Talking about animated features, your favorite type of feature. Yeah, let's get an uh, let's pull from the audience. You got turning red. Did you guys watch that? No. Um, Pinocchio on Netflix, the Guillermo del Toro one. Oh. Oh dang! You guys didn't see Puss in Boots, did you? No. Okay. Damn, that's nominated for Best Picture. It best is. Animated I thought picture? that came out this year. I'm confused. Um, Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Yeah, I liked that movie. And the Sea Beast. I don't know what that is. That sounds like a oh, that, Miyazaki. It's thing. nuts. It's I don't know what this is. It's on Netflix too. I think. Pinocchio, I've been meaning to watch it cause, just because it is available on Netflix. Yeah, I don't think I'll... I'm not going to watch it. I don't think I'll like it. Turning Red, I thought was really overrated. Turning Red uh, came out like at the beginning of last year. And it was a movie... There was another movie that I was like... Oh, so this is just like this movie, but not as good. And I can't even remember what it was now. doesn't matter. Um, Marcel the Shell fucking owns. That's barely an animated movie, I'll say. Yeah, it's kind of like a gumball type of thing. Yeah. Um, but I'm rooting for Marcel the Shell, I think. Uh, the Sea Beast, I don't know. What the fuck? Yeah, Puss in Boots is also pretty good. So, I don't know. You know, it'll probably be turning red because it's a Disney movie. Disney movies always win the animated feature pretty much. Except that one year where Spirited Away won, and that was kind of an anomaly. But that's kind of a Disney... That That's... Disney I guess Disney, out. yeah, did distribute it. Uh, So, yeah, I think it's probably going to be turning red. But I want Marcel the Shell to win personally. Spirited Away is a good movie. Okay, the songs. Best original songs. All right, I'm going to have a lot of input here. Now, the only one of these I know... Wait, I think one of these is a Lady Gaga song from... House of Gucci. <laughs> Top Gun. She did a song for Top Gun? She did. It's a weird pair-up. Uh, when I think fire pilots, you know what I think of? Lady Gaga. Yes, I mean, same, really. Um, Rihanna did a song for Black Panther? All right. I don't know that one. Okay, Natsu Natsu. I think it's maybe pronounced Nacho Nacho. I don't know. Uh, it was from the Indian movie RRR. Yes. And that song rips. So I'm hoping, I'm, I'm wanting to go to that I'm one. I'm hoping Rihanna can double dip. David's pulling for Rihanna. You know, um, do a polarizing Super Bowl performance and then cruise to the Oscars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Best international feature film. All Quiet on the Rest are in front. Sliding in there, too. Uh, Argentina, 1985. I don't know what that is. The Quiet Girl, I don't know what that is. Close, I don't know what that is. And EO. 
Weird that Triangle of Sadness is nominated for Best Picture, but it's not in the international feature category. Is that an international picture? I mean, the director is Ruben Ostland from Eastern Europe. I don't remember what country he's from. He's, he's European. EO is a movie about a donkey that I've heard a lot of people like. I might, I might check that out. I think it might be that. If All Quiet on Western Front doesn't win Best Picture, maybe it'll be that. I don't know. Who cares? Uh, best Director. Any uh, favorites in here? Um, Mark McDonough. He's the guy who did Banshees of Inisherin. What else did he do? Uh, in Bruges, Seven Psychopaths. Okay, I know that. Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Yeah, okay. That's why I know him. Just those four, I think. Todd Field for Tar. No, thank you. Ruben Nick Nightingale? Is, yeah, that is Nick it's Nightingale. It's not nominated for Best Song. <laughs> uh, Ruben Ostland for that's the Triangle of Sadness guy. Daniels. Daniel Kwan and Daniel Shiner for Everything Ever All at Once. And Steven Spielberg. Bet they'll give it to... Has Steven Spielberg won it before? Steven Spielberg? I don't know, actually. <laughs> Steven Spielberg. If he hasn't won, it will probably be him. If but he then, has won... You know, I could see it maybe going to Todd Field, just because if Tar doesn't win Best Picture, I could see it going to Todd Field. Yeah, then I, uh, I was going to say, uh, Quentin Tarantino was up for one a couple of years back and didn't win it. Yeah, it was a shame. Was that 2020? Um, that was probably right before lockdown happened. It wasn't, uh, I think, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood came out in 2018. 19. Was it 19? Okay. It was 19. So then I was trying to time it up with when the Oscars were. Yeah. So it must have been days before. I think the Oscars were like in February that year, maybe. <sighs> uh, Best Supporting Actor. Brendan Gleeson. Also for Banshees, Brian Tyree Henry. Oh, Paper I like Boy. Him. I don't know what that's for. What's the movie? Bullet Train. No. Um. What was he in? Bullet Train. Using Bullet Train. Something called Causeway, I think. Yeah, Causeway. I don't I know what that it. shit is. Yeah. Judd Hirsch in Tailwinds. That would be pretty sick. Who is Judd Hirsch in that? He was his uh, scary uncle who shows up. Oh, oh you yeah, fell asleep yeah. for that part. I did, so I wouldn't know anything about it. Yeah. Barry Keegan from Banshees. That would be cool. That guy's got a really weird face. K.Y. Kwan. That's a short round from Indiana Jones. They really kicked the kicked the can down the road for that one. Yeah. They really threw just, out a lob Just for kidding. Him. He was in an, a movie. And, um, I'm losing steam with these categories, to be a little bit honest. Well, let's get out of these categories. Who's hosting the event? That's a good question. My guess is Louis C.K. <laughs> Probably. Jimmy Kimmel. Jesus Christ. <sighs> It's so bottom of the barrel. 
Who's clamoring for Kimmel? I don't know. I'd say let's get Adam Carolla in there instead. Yeah. Let's get Dennis Prager in there. Or you know who everyone's loving right now? Uh, Scott Adams. Gilbert. Give him the chance to redeem himself. Yeah. Well, he might not want anything to do with... He might get scared. Yeah. It is funny that he just... It's just, it's been years with this guy. It's been ages of him just being a fucking, being so, like, annoying. Yeah. That's not me saying. That's this poll. Um. Boy. Yeah, Jimmy Kimmel, I don't know, man. Come on. Like, no one, are there Jimmy Kimmel fans? He just mm. seems like one of those guys that's kind of stable. Like, he's going to be, he's, like, set up for life, whether people like him or not. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think James Corden might be in the same boat. Yeah. We might be stuck with James Corden for life. Oh, I saw a thumbnail for a video that's, like, I'm so tempted to watch. James Corden loves, uh, dies laughing at this impression by Josh Gatt. Dude, you put them on the screen together, I can't tell them apart. <laughs> They're basically the same guy to me. Yeah, it's... I can't imagine a more did he actually dynamic... Di- did he actually die that laughing? That would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> I would uh, change my tune about Josh Gad. <laughs> <laughs> Tragic laughing death incident. Josh Gad, uh, given uh, Congressional Medal of Freedom. <laughs> Or what's the rainbow <laughs> ribbon that they, uh, what's that one? Uh, presidential medal of, presidential medal of freedom? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Biden slapping one of those things on him. He just doesn't know who either of them are. <laughs> yeah. He okay. killed that British fellow. Oh, what's his name? Oh, oh, Winston Churchill. <laughs> killed him like you laughed him silly. No, my sorry. It was Freddie Hitchcock. Mhm. Who's mm-hmm. <laughs> Freddie? Oh, okay. Alfredo Hitchcock. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Alfredo Hitchdong. <laughs> Alf. Alf. <laughs> <laughs> Alf. <laughs> Alf, Alf. Alf. Let's have Elf. Alf. Alfalfa Hitchcock. Elf hosts the Oscars. That would be awesome. <laughs> uh, Alf and. Uh, Beloved cartoon puppet. Tri- triumph the insult comic dog. <laughs> yep. That would rule. Maybe it ends with Elf eating Triumph the insult comic dog. and. Why would he eat him? Doesn't he? Ooh, eat uh, no, he eats cats. Animals. Oh, okay. Alf and he Garfield. He might make an exception for tri- if Triumph really gets him with a zinger. He might make an exception. Maybe we get Alf and Garf hook our Alf and Garfunkel up, or uh, Alf and Garfield up, or uh, or Alf and Garfunkel. Alf and Garfunkel. Garfunkel and Elf. Dave Coulier. 
that would be an awesome ostrich. They just had some, someone like Dave Coulier or maybe uh, another '90s icon. Maybe uh, Urkel. He comes. Uh, John that... Rats or no? Yeah, <laughs> John Ratzenberger. Okay. <laughs> yeah. As uh, his beloved character of Cliff from Cheers. <laughs> I was gonna say the pig from Toy Story. We get they Wayne do like Knight. A, a gorillas style thing where the the host is animated. Wasn't Wayne Knight in one of the Toy Story movies? Uh, was he? I don't know. Is he the, the evil toy collector from Two? I don't think so. There's no way it wasn't him. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Chris, like okay, I'm just gonna guess cast all the okay. So you, I know Tom Hanks, Tim Allen. Wallace Shawn, John Ratzenberger. Uh, Is Wallace Shawn in Toy What? Yeah, he's the T-Rex. Really? Yeah. Oh, I guess that makes sense. Dude, get Wallace Shawn to host the Oscars. Yeah, he's the so dude's awesome. a living legend. He's a fucking icon. He was in, you know, he was in Marriage Story. He could have been. He could have hosted that year. He could have. I always forget that who he plays in that movie is probably nothing like he was. In real life, because his character in that movie's so annoying. Yeah. No, that's that's him. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Uh, no, Wayne Knight is absolutely not in Toy Story. He seems like he should be. He's not in the first one anyway. Let's look at the second. Yeah, the one. second one. I know he is. Well, Kelsey Grammer is the prospector. What the fuck? What? Oh, that makes sense. That's crazy. Oh, you're right. Wayne Knight is Al McWiggin. I knew I was right. I just was like, they're not going to make him look like that and also cast Wayne Knight. Why the hell wouldn't they? I don't know. Who are they going to get? David Hyde Pierce? I don't think so. Yo, John Cusack is Jesse. That's awesome. Bro. Oh, they said John Cusack. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love Joan Cusack. Is she John's sister? Oh, yeah. I gotta get. I gotta become friends with John so I can. I can then become friends with Joan, and I can ditch John. Yeah. Just be friends with Joan. There's gotta be a. I'm trying to think of other dream hosts. Uh, Andrew Dice Clay. (laughs) Would be great. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. What would he do? He would remind everyone he was in Blue Jasmine. Yep. What, <laughs> wheel Woody Allen up there have him host why would he have to wheel him his legs work fine the most feeble he oh, can clump on. he can yeah he can uh, trot on up there yeah I'm sure it'd be great America's clamoring for him they want him back yeah let's just put like really con- people with really contentious Hollywood relationships just like force them on stage together yeah oh man yeah, people thought that James Franco and Anne Hathaway were awkward. Wait till they see Woody Allen and Mia Farrow hosting the Oscars. <laughs> Just get all or four. Or even better. Uh, all four of them up Mia there. Mia Farrow and Sunyi Previn. Yep. Uh, hosting the Oscars. Now get James Franco, Anne Hathaway, Woody Allen, Mia Farrow all up on stage, same time. Ding, ding. They're all with boxing gloves on, and they duke it out. Yeah. And that's that's the opening skit for the Oscars. Harvey Weinstein. Uh, no, let's Pre- keep... Presenting the award for She Said. 
<laughs> Actually, that, it just gets an award that's not nominated for anything for incredible journalism. They're given a championship belt. <laughs> One of those boxing ones that are really flowery. Yep. You ever notice that? No. Boxing belts look weird. I mean, they're comically large. Well, I mean, that's... I don't know. I just, I guess I just think about... When I think of, like, a championship belt, I think of, like, a WWE one where it's, like, a leather strap. Okay. But in uh, boxing, they're always this, like, weird... Oh, they got, like, diamonds and shit on them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so does uh, wrestling belts. Okay. I mean, it's, like, the strap for... Like, let's look up Rocky's championship belt. Dude, I watched a Morrissey concert movie the other day called Introducing Morrissey. Yeah. Um, good performance. Morrissey, prime of his life, mid-90s, looking great, sounding great. Just released his best album. Yeah, why doesn't Morrissey host the Oscars? That would be too much for my brain to handle. I would lose my damn mind. It'd be pretty fucking good. It would be good. He'd be like, uh, I remember when the actors were good. Like uh, Albert Finney. Albert, the bring Albert Finney on. St- Actually, I think Albert Finney's dead. Who is Albert Finney again? He's a British guy. It's exactly the point. He would just start to keep talking about old movies like, oh, um, I don't imagine any of you have ever seen A Taste of Honey. And he just starts talking about like, um, he's like, hmm. Uh, see Marianne Faithful isn't nominated for best original song yeah you see this he's just talking about movies that oh yeah that is kind of pretty funky looking he's just talking about movies artists people like people who are so old they haven't been nominated for anything ever he just totally like um, they have to like emergency replace him because they're like he's just tanking on purpose yeah he's telling all his favorite uh anecdotes about him and his good friend Johnny Marr. Yeah. Compared to this. Now this, if I had, I would wear every day. What about Nardwar for hosting maybe the Grammys? That's pretty cool. I like that one. Yeah. It it slaps butt cheeks. Uh, yeah, I like that. But yeah, someone threw a boxing glove at Morrissey in this concert movie. I don't know why. And then he was, like, playing around with it. Um, he seems like a guy who likes boxing, or the idea of boxing. He absolutely likes boxing. He has a song called Boxers. He has Elton Mart with a boxer on it. So he he's into it. Who's his favorite boxer? I don't know, dude. Some British guy, probably. He's not a Mike Tyson guy? Probably Butterbean from the Jackass movies. I don't know. You think he uh, follows UFC at all? Um, I wouldn't put it past him. That'd be sweet if he's like a Chuck Liddell fan. Yeah. Um. It's all right. We can close close that on the Oscars. We've made our essential predictions. Oh, I don't think we got to best uh, supporting actress. Yeah, we. Oh, well, we didn't. I don't want to get into the music one, the score. I don't care about that. Best supporting, you got Angela Bassett. Well, um, she did the thing, so I'm hoping she, she wins. She did the damn thing. Carrie Condon. She's from Banshees of Inisherin, Also from Better Call Saul. Jamie Lee Curtis from Everything Ever All At Once. 
Stephanie Sue from Everything Ever All at Once. That's the daughter. And Hong Chow from The Whale. Hong Chow, Dolly D. Carry with a K and a C. Uh, I got no opinions. Hong Chow? Jamie Lee, you are all of us. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Angela Bassett. Hong Chow, Dolly D. Yeah. Hong Chow, who is she? She's in The Whale. Oh. Yeah, Angela Bassett did the thing. She, she interestingly, is also inside the, the suit that Brendan Fraser is in. Anyway, yeah. Um, I don't know who Hong Chow is in that movie. Um, his nurse, maybe? Sadie Sink is his daughter. It's the girl from Stranger Things. Anyway. Let's talk about some movies we watched. Mainly slasher movies. Okay. I watched... Uh, my Bloody Valentine, the original yesterday. Yeah, what was that? I really like it. It's cool, I haven't seen that one. No? Mm-mm. It's on HBO Max. You have to watch it. Uh, Yeah, for it's good. I'll it's, check it out. It's top drawer. And you know, it's one of the only slash movies I can think of that doesn't do the final girl. Mm. They close out on a final couple. Nice. I assume the fella pulls through. Huh? Does the fella pull through? Oh, you know, I yeah, he you don't got to spoil it for In me. In fact, he saves the day. Oh, cool. Makes, know, that makes, perf- makes perfect sense. It makes perfect logical, <laughs> rational sense. Uh, yeah, what else did you watch? Kramer Kramer. Kramer. Uh, My favorite slasher. From yeah, Dustin Hoffman, a real killer. The part um, when his kid hurts his leg or whatever. His head. His head. He's permanently disfigured. He looks away for one second, and then Freddy walks up and slashes his kid in the head. Yeah, he gets a big scar. Yep. I like Kramer versus Kramer, though. I liked it, too. Uh, I like the French toast arc. I do, too. First, he, he sucks at making French toast, and then eventually he figures it out, and his life comes together. Yeah. But uh, I like the when Meryl Streep comes back, and they make her look villainous as hell. Yeah. You remember that? She's yeah. in the coffee shop with her hands she, against the window. She does look seriously evil. Yeah. I was doing some reading though on the behind the scenes of like how Dustin Hoffman was behaving behind the scenes of that movie. Was he's being a good boy? Yeah, he's being a very good boy. You know, he grabbed Meryl Streep's breasts on their first meeting. Hmm. I guess the first time they met. Yeah. What? That's what they said. I guess. I mean, he shouldn't have done that any time they met, but. God damn, this guy. I don't know. Allegedly, Meryl Streep says that's, like, misattributed or something. I don't know. I read a lot of stuff. He's like, I'm grabbing your breasts, and he's grabbing, like, her arm or something. He said, Miss Streep, I think you're trying to seduce me. He's like, like touching her ear, and she's like, I don't think you know. Hey, I'm groping here. (laughs) I'm groping here. That's the thing about Dustin Hoffman, people don't understand. He never breaks character. That's true. <laughs> Even when he's done with the role. He never breaks. Yeah, yeah. he just accumulates characters. He has 88 personalities. <laughs> if he's, if someone's, whenever someone's confronting him about that, some, that like, touching Meryl yeah, some right sexual now. misconduct, that, that he, just, Meryl he turns into Rain Man <laughs> to <laughs> plead ignorance. 
he turns into a big head or whatever his Dick Tracy character is. <laughs> little face. Little, yeah. Is he a little face? <laughs> yeah, he is. Oh my god, I didn't talk about the Dick Tracy thing last week. What? Um might take a minute to explain, but basically Dick Tracy has been owned the rights to it have been owned by Warren Beatty for all these years. And just when he was about to expire, like over a decade ago, he popped on Turner Classic Movies in character as Dick Tracy and did an interview with um, Leonard Malton, I think. And that was enough to make sure he secured the rights for another 10 Hell years. Yeah. I think I heard of it. When was that? And that was over a decade ago. And just like a few weeks ago, like the weekend of the Super Bowl, he did it again. Where at? Where at? Yeah. He, he like Zoom called into the AMC or the, the TCM office with Larry Malton and like the guy who hosts the whatever Turner Classic Movie stuff. I think like, I've heard of another instance of that happening before though with a different property. Oh, really? I think. Maybe I'm wrong. So Warren Beatty's done this twice now. Old ass. How old is he? Like 90 now? Almost. He's got to be in his 80s at least. Yeah. Yeah. Went ahead and got uh, put on the Dick Tracy costume and is talking. I mean, you can look it up. It's on YouTube. I I don't want to go too much into it, but uh, yeah, the man did it again. Yeah. And it was like did the thing. It aired at like midnight, um, like the day before the Super Bowl, I believe. Yeah. I've heard of this. I've heard of it. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Um. So anyway, uh, what were we talking about? Kramer versus Kramer. Yeah. I'd or say Kramer won. Definitely. Socked it to him. It's funny that when that movie came out, no one could have possibly known there would be a very popular television character named Kramer less than two decades later hitting the airwaves. So that whenever anyone hears about Kramer versus Kramer, they're just going to think about Kramer from Seinfeld. Yeah, it's kind of... Disapp- oh, fuck. TMZ, or TCM, rather. Uh, Dick Tracy special. Tracy zooms in. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would recommend at least scrubbing through it a little bit. It's it's like it sucks, <laughs> but it's kind of funny that it exists. And it's like a full half hour long too. So that's the old one. So yeah, that one's from like 2010. <laughs> it's, it's so <laughs> it's really poorly produced too. The new one. Why? Because the zany part is that Warren Beatty is also on the call. So it's Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty is Dick Tracy. Leonard Malton, and then that guy whose name I can't remember. Why is he so hell bent on retaining the rights to Dick Tracy? That's what. That's the question. He's does he not, just love Dick Tracy so he, much? <laughs> does he have big plans for the series? It's like, why won't he let it go? <laughs> Maybe he just... 
I mean, he must love Dick Tracy. I guess so. So the only thing I can think of is, like, he doesn't want to see this thing ruined. I don't know, man. Yeah, maybe he's afraid of the marvelization of Dick Tracy. In which case, you know, he's really throwing himself on the grenade here. (laughs) (laughs) Making himself look corny as hell. Yeah. So that he doesn't have to hear Dick Tracy go, well, that just happened. (laughs) He's right behind me, isn't he? The last thing he did of any Little Face is right behind me, isn't he? (laughs) The last thing he did of any note was fuck up the best picture announcement. At the Oscars in 2017, so. Which, guess what? We're still talking about it, so yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. I love Warren Beatty. Yeah, you, me too. I don't even care that he's doing this weird shit with Dick Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> I think like it's awesome. Total awesome. dork. Yeah, the end of the video. Dick Tracy's kind of impervious to looking lame, though. I mean, look at Bullworth. Yeah. Have you seen that movie? Yeah. It's great. Uh, Yeah, I, I like it. I didn't really watch that many movies this week. I watched a V, V I Y. It's a Russian movie about like a monk who gets. He's trying to do like exorcism and he gets haunted by. I don't know. Is the movie's kind of boring until like the last ten minutes. No, it's from nineteen sixty-seven. Some cool effects. Um, I watched The Civil Dead, which is a new movie, starring Clay Tatum and uh, I almost said Gretchen Whitmer, Whitmer Thomas. Where Whitmer Thomas is a ghost haunting him, but it's kind of like a contemporary L.A. comic type of take on the haunting thing. Okay, so we got Jason Tatum and Gretchen Whitmer. Yep. Honestly, um, good movie. Not that good. Soft recommend. And then I watched The Slums of Beverly Hills last night, uh, which was very good. Is that new? Nope. It's from, it's from the 90s. It's got Natasha Leone, Alan Alda, oh, Alan Ben Crumholtz, and uh, some other fucking people. Marissa Tomei. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, there's a scene where her and Natasha Leone are like, first they keep throwing a vibrator back and forth to each other, and then they just start dancing to um, We Got the Funk. All right. Or We Need the Funk. Is that the name of the song? By who? Parliament Funkadelic. It's like, we need the funk. Gotta have that funk. We want the funk. We want the funk. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, cool movie. Yeah, I watch just Kramer versus Kramer. Yeah. And, uh... Turner and Hooch? Half of Turner and Hooch, yeah. What happened? Well, the dog drank some beers. <laughs> and he fell asleep halfway through the movie. I fell half, yeah. That, uh, that dog. Did Noodle like it? No. I don't know. I was learning, I was watching this movie, Turner and Hooch, and they say that dogs can't recognize 2D images. <laughs> so I don't think he can watch movies. <laughs> That sucks. Yeah. That's really depressing, actually. I know. While you're trying to watch show this movie to your dog. <laughs> Can't even enjoy the damn thing. All right. On that note, um, I'm going to go ahead and end it. Uh, the next week, we can record. and 
Actually, next week we'll probably record before the Oscars happen, but... We'll pretend like they didn't. Yeah. But the episode will come out after they happen, so... We're just going to act like they did and be like, wow, wasn't that goofy when... uh, Well, see, you know, we got a week to work on this. So, you know, wasn't uh, it crazy when Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> came out, hit Jimmy Kimmel with a Stone Cold Stunner, and then hosted the Oscars? Yeah, all while, like, drinking a beer. Wouldn't that be cool? It would be cool. All right, uh, goodbye, everyone. Jimmy Kimmel is like, uh, all right, everybody, and welcome to the... <laughs> What? And they, they get a <laughs> slow motion, like, uh, 60 frames per second replay of him just, like, punching him in the face and, like... No, hit him with a stunner. Oh, the stunner? What's the stunner? So he kicks him in the gut, and then he, like, cups his neck like this, and then drops down to his ass. So, like, you kind of go like this, and then go back. Nice. Sounds good. All right, well, look forward to that next Sunday at the Oscars. Goodbye. Shh.